0: this is Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific. I'm Elisha Foon. Coming up...
1: The Ababador Passage is a notorious location for loss of life.
0: Cook Island's Turtle Tours safety regulations could be reviewed after the tragic death of a 50-year-old man who died in a Raritongan lagoon. Also, Fiji's economy is showing strong growth ahead of the one-year mark of the coalition government. And later
2: is about getting together, putting some parcels and some packages together for our people, some of our people that are doing it tough at the moment.
0: Super Rugby's Moana Pacifica take on the role of Santa in South Auckland. The family of a man who died in Naratonga's lagoon this week say they're shocked and shattered beyond repair. A statement from the victim's sister, Sarah Thorpe, says locals risked their own lives trying to save him, but the rip at Avavaroa Passage was too strong. Thorpe says her brother Tony died three days after celebrating her wedding in Aratonga. She says he was someone who loved the water and whose final wish before leaving was to swim with turtles before flying home for Christmas. Cook Island's tourism CEO Carla Eagleton spoke to Caleb Fotheringham about the need to review safety regulations to make passages safer for visitors.
1: The Passage is a notorious location for loss of lives, and over many years we have seen tragedies in that passage.
3: What makes it so dangerous?
1: So Avavaro Passage is an opening from the lagoon into the Pacific Ocean and with that there are some strong undercurrents that can take you out of the lagoon and into the ocean, especially during high tides. And that has been a real critical issue with passages, not just in um, Awawaro and Rarotonga but across the Pacific.
3: And it's an incredibly popular place for people to swim so they can swim with sea turtles. How popular of a tourist attraction is it?
1: Swimming with the turtles and seeing the turtles has become one of the top three tourism attractions for the Cook Islands by visitors. It is a very fought after and uh, very popular.
3: So, you've got this situation where you've got an incredibly popular place to swim with turtles, but it's also incredibly dangerous. How are you managing that in tourism? Mm-hmm.
1: For the last couple of years, we've really looked into visitor safety. It is absolutely a key priority for us that visitors and our hosts uh, collectively are safe when visiting the turtles. We have in the last year alone spent a lot of time around building awareness with our visitors, making sure that we have signage to be able to ensure their safety and working with our industry to ensure that the tours and the operations are the safest that it can be and this is all worth working toward creating guidelines and trying to educate our visitor what to expect when going in to visit and having a sea turtle
3: experience. Has an idea of a full-time lifeguard at Avavaroa Passage been considered?
1: There are a lot of things that have been considered right now Avaroro passage and swimming with sea turtles is a highly unregulated and uh, we need to lean in on what kind of guidelines and rules that we can put into the passage that, are go- that is going to keep everybody safe. So some marine guidelines in ensuring that the sea turtles are safe, that our biodiversity remains sustainable and safe and then our visitors need to be safe. So there are kind of a three three key elements to ensuring all of this takes place and it needs to be regulated at this time that is not the case and so we've been working towards it The suggestion of putting a lifeguard at the area has obviously been mooted along with a lot of other suggestions for solutions It all comes down to uh, working together and coming up with a solution that is sustainable and at this time Cook Islands Tourism is working with the National Environment Service and the Ministry of Marine resources to come up with a, a robust solution that is going to help us in managing safety in that area.
3: So, you mentioned a lifeguard was discussed. What other ideas have been thrown around when discussing these regulations?
1: What we can see at the moment when we've had our discussions with the sea turtle operators is just talking around what guidelines we need to be thinking about. We've talked about having rescue boats available to rescue customers in distress. We have talked about yeah, life-saving, having the people monitoring and being on guard while they are out in the passage. It is talking about prohibiting entry into the passage during high tides and when the weather and the water is unsuitable for visiting the turtles so there have been a number of ways in which we have been looking at keeping people safe in the passage
3: when do you expect these regulations to come into force
1: so we, uh, regulatory and legislative work, is, uh, takes a lot, a lot of time and a lot of resource. And so, by our estimates, we're thinking 12 months at the earliest, 18 months um, most likely.
3: At the moment, it seems like the number one thing that I have seen happen with the passages is is people being encouraged to actually go on a tour themselves. With any regulation framework that could come in place, let's say a lifeguard does come in or there's safety equipment on the side of the beach, do you think that could encourage people to go in by themselves instead of actually taking a tour?
1: Yes, there are there are a lot of gaps and we need to do a risk assessment around all the considerations and we're working through that as a collective also. Uh, we are looking at ways in which we can do the best that we can to provide a safe environment for the experiences, but um, we are going to have to continue with our risk assessment and then figure out the best way forward.
0: Fiji's Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister, Biman Prasad, says the country's economy is outperforming pre-pandemic levels. Approaching the one-year anniversary of the coalition government, Mr Prasad says there is confidence and a sense of freedom in the country that is driving growth. Karoi Hawkins spoke with Biman Prasad in Suva.
4: Well, uh, things have gone very well. Uh, We... um as far as the economy is concerned, uh, there is uh, a sense of confidence, there is a sense of freedom. Uh, and in fact, uh, that those two important elements um, is propelling the economy in a, in a much better way than we expected. We started with a growth rate uh, of less than uh, 7%. We revised it to um, 8%. Uh, and just recently, we re- revised it further upwards to 8.2%. Our tourism industry has recovered more than the pre-COVID level. So compared to 2019, we have gone 4% more than 2019. So it's not just recovering from the COVID, but also pre-COVID measures uh, and measures. What we're seeing now, uh, and for any economy, uh, a sense of confidence, a sense of freedom, is very important. And the coalition government uh, has provided that. We have started very well with our budget, where we have uh, put out a budget which addresses three important things. One, consolidates our fiscal position, our finances. We reduced the deficit from an average of about 9% over several years to about 4.8%. We reformed the taxation system uh, together with a number of policy reforms. But also we made sure that we, the additional revenue that is going to come to us from the reforms is being diverted to key sectors of the economy such as social welfare where we increase the budget substantially we increase the budget for the health ministry by about 58 million dollars we've made sure that we address some of the fledgling you know resource sectors such as the agriculture sugar industry where we have allocated additional funding so uh, in some ways you know what we've done is is put out a policy framework a medium-term strategy to address the uh, fiscal side of the uh, economy. Uh, we were obviously uh, landed uh, with a huge debt. Uh, we we are uh, we've, we've now set up a, a strategy plan uh, to um, reduce our deficit, our debt levels over a period of time. Uh, however, you know, having said that, you know, we have uh, some major challenges, uh, particularly in the labour market. You know, we've lost uh, a large number of people to Australia and New Zealand. And we are happy to provide uh, labour to Australia and New Zealand. And we, we feel that um, that is um, having some impact. But we are addressing those issues. In fact, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we are thinking that it might be a good problem to have. Uh, in the sense that, you know, we are forced to uh, train more people. Uh, There's been a uh, rise in salaries and wages in the formal sector. Uh, More new jobs have been created. And we are reforming uh, a number of policy areas. And and we are really grateful to Australia and New Zealand, not only for the support that they provided during COVID, but also the continuing support through budget uh, support, which allows us to reform policies which is going to further aid to our growth potential in the economy. The
2: coalition uh, partnership has had ups and downs over the past year. How is the the relationship at the moment?
4: I think it's the media that's uh, talking about ups and downs. Uh, We've been a very united uh, government. Um, Coalition governments have their challenges. Uh, But we are a three-party coalition uh, government. And um, all the leaders of the coalition, including the prime minister, which is uh, the leader of the largest party in the government, uh, we are determined. We, we are united. We were united before the election. We are united in the ideas and the ideals. We wanted to restore freedom. We wanted to restore democracy. We wanted to restore the relationship with our traditional partners. But
2: it was very tight
4: split with Sudelpa. I was, I was here for that vote. That... That was, uh, that was before the government was formed. If you want to know what has happened after the government was formed, that's what I'm saying.
2: One of the criticisms uh, of Rambuka's leadership has been talking about having a, being v- very pro-indigenous, uh, uh, very pro-Christian as well for a secular nation. And then some of the critics, for, for you personally, as the only, what do you think of the criticisms? Of a, how much a, have you stood up for the Indo-Fijian uh, Indo- community? In Fiji. A, whole, a
4: whole lot of crap by people uh, who are disappointed, who probably uh, didn't, uh, are not part of the government anymore. Uh, it's it's a lies and mischief. Uh, The Honourable Prime Minister, if you look at his history with working with the National Federation Party, where our late leader, Justice J. Ram Reddy and Mr. Sitiveni Rambuka worked together, to provide a constitution as opposed to the racist 1990 constitution. And I can tell you uh, that that's a whole uh, load of nonsense. Uh, this government is united uh, in its pursuit of uh, the principle of inclusivity, unity, the fact that people might be appointed here, people might be appointed there with different ethnic backgrounds does not suggest for a moment. When we provide increase in social welfare allowances, when we give $200 to 223,000 students, we don't discriminate. When we wrote of $650 million of student debt, 53,000 families, there is no discrimination uh, between who is Indo-Fijian or who is Ethiopian. When we provided $8 million additional top of price for sugarcane farmers where 80% of the farmers are Indo-Fijians, what does that mean? That means that this is a government that is determined, a government that is focused on improving the quality of life of our people. We we inherited one of the worst health services ever in the history of this country. And in the last budget, we increased the budget by about $58 million. We are addressing some of the fundamental flaws uh, that we inherited, not only in terms of the economy, but in terms of the systems, in terms of the processes that were there so um, i think the people have to be a little bit more patient in one year we have achieved so much people don't realize yeah. how much things have changed mm. in one year
2: final the, note from the me the
4: freedom that people now have people like yourself yeah, yes, yes. you would have never uh, imagined fi- comment America on on fiji years. first
2: on fiji first and the resignations and all of that that's happening any comment on that side
4: well uh, i'm not uh, surprised uh, but the fact that Uh, the General Secretary and I wish him well in his uh, uh, recovery Um, the fact that uh, we have started our term in government by removing all the restrictions by giving the freedom by allowing people to practice genuine democracy that's the main thing
0: Super Rugby's Moana Pacifica have taken on the role of Santa, delivering gifts to 20 Pacifica families in Central and South Auckland. Moana Pacifica work alongside charities and health providers across New Zealand and are role models to disadvantaged youth. The mission, as part of an outreach program, is to cheer up communities doing it tough this Christmas. Fino Fonua spoke to the players as they prepared to deliver gifts to those most in need.
2: In the South Auckland suburb of Otohuhu, and brass music permeates the premises of a storage building. It's the Dubo College alumni band playing a Christmas tune for the players of Moana Pacifica as they wrap Christmas presents. The team has shown up to personally pack and deliver gifts of chocolate food, drink and toys to 20 disadvantaged Pacifica families in south and central Auckland. Moana Pacifica captain Sekope Kepo says the Christmas mission is part of the club's outreach program. Today is about getting together, putting some parcels and some packages together for our people, some of our people that are doing it tough at the moment and just sort of reaching out, going out to their families and uh, seeing them
4: and hopefully put a smile on their faces.
2: It was organized by the FONO, a Pacifica-focused health and welfare provider. FONO workers previously delivered goods before Moana Pacifica reached out asking how the team could help out. Moana Pacifica Vice Captain Era Inari says it's an opportunity for Moana Pacifica players to step into the shoes of frontline workers addressing the challenges faced by Pacifica. Um, yeah, I think we're all excited to see um, how the funnel works, um, what kind of packages we can put together, and then also to go see our, our families um, delivering to their homes. Um, it's going be, to be a good experience. And also, hopefully, motivate us to do it a bit more often in our time that we get. Christmas can be tough on some Pacific families. Pacifica earn $8,000 less than the overall New Zealand population, according to Stats New Zealand. Funnel communications manager Frank O'Loy says the rugby stars who rise above this are viewed as role models. The players are playing a huge role. They,
4: and remember, these are young people too. These players are young people as well with, uh, with not as much experience in terms of thinking about uh, their long-term career and their prospects and having their own family. So when they, when, when they go out and talk to the community and hear the same problems that the community are facing, they, they, they share their
2: experiences. Geppu says from his experience, Pacifica families that struggle to meet ends often shy away from seeking help such as approaching welfare services. He says part of the Christmas outreach is to speak to families and to provide reassurance. You know, speaking for myself, you know, when we do struggle, it's it's hard. You know, you, you sort of tend to be, to, to be shy to reach out because you, you don't want to be seen as you're struggling. You know, you don't want to be seen that you're doing it tough and it's okay. You know, we, everyone understands and, um, the situation, what we're going through, what we've just come through, the COVID and everything. Being embarrassed, it's it's scared of being judged from our fellow community. Santa's little helpers, the Super Rugby's Moana Pacifica team, hope this act of generosity uplifts and empowers communities this Christmas.
0: That's Pacific Waves for today. To listen back, head over to slash programs. We're also on Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio podcasts. From myself and the RNZ Pacific team, Tulfa Soyu Fua.